Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And J.U. Um, I'm doing a look back and a look forward, um, talking about some of the best things we saw in 2023 and some of the things we're excited about for 2024. Um, and as is most on brand, about two weeks later, at, at minimum, than we should have been doing. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. 2023 is long, man. <laughs> Uh, a year we'd all like to forget. Sure. And actually, a movie a year, I don't feel like I saw that many movies. Yeah. I was putting together a top five of my favorite movies, and I was looking through what came out this year, and I realized it wasn't just that I didn't see a lot of stuff. I didn't see a lot of stuff I wanted to see. There was mm. stuff I didn't see that I'm sure would have affected this list if I saw it. Yeah, I didn't see the Scorsese movie. Flower Killers of the Flower. Yeah, right? Killers of the I thought you had saw that. I, saw, I, I had saw that. Okay. He had seen it. Yeah, I didn't see that either. I didn't see... Uh, I didn't see the newest Mission Impossible, even though I was super Ooh, excited I, for I it. I saw that. Uh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't see John Wick 4. I only saw one John Wick knockoff. You know, I didn't see any of the product movies. I didn't see the new Wes Anderson. Yeah, you fucked up. Yeah. Did you see it? I did. Asteroid City? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. It's on streaming. Anyone can watch it now. I just haven't. Weren't there two Wes Anderson movies? Wasn't there like the one he made with Benedict Cumberbatch? He's got like the shorts things that are yeah, on that uh, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Not that that's on topic. But yeah, I just feel like I watch a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like looking through like a list of the top movies, top 15 movies, mm-hmm. according to Wired.com. Right. And I saw like three of them. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I already have given up on the Oscars. I didn't watch last year's. And the last time I watched it was with you. Yes. And that um, was horrible. It was horrible. We all decided this is the last That's time. Um, and so now I don't even feel pressure to go and watch it. I yeah. didn't watch Maestro. And I want I want to be clear. Like, I generally I like the pretentious bullshit that the Oscar yeah, likes, right. but I've been trying to watch Maestro for two fucking weeks and I cannot. <laughs> yeah, I, start, I started it once and I was like, I'm pretty bored. I can't finish it. <laughs> Is it the nose that gets you? Look, I, when I do finish it, I will talk about the the whole thing. Uh, but y- there are a lot of baffling choices in that movie. Yeah, God, he wants the Oscar. He wants it so bad, and he's not going to get it. No. And uh, whatever, but fuck it. Uh, <laughs> Killian Murphy will probably win, but that's the most Killian Murphy role possible. The guy already doesn't like talking. He just had to get really skinny and talk with an American accent. Right. It doesn't really ask much right. from Killian Murphy. For sure. Right. If it were Brad Pitt. It's, it's well cast versus necessarily yeah, well acted. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. This is going to be the easiest day of your life. <laughs> um. Do we just want to go? You want me to start? Any, okay. Anywhere you want. Go number five. Yeah. Number five. Into the Spider-Verse for me. That, that's uh, good. It's crazy to me that there are four in front of that. Yeah. Put <laughs> <laughs> it there for shocking off. Uh, listen, it's an excellent movie. It's beautifully animated. There's one major flaw, which is why it's number five. It's half a movie. Yeah. Right. And we have no clue when we're getting the other half. Correct. We might not get it. Right. Sony could go bankrupt right. between now and then, and that movie never exists. And then we'd be left with half a movie. Right. That's the biggest knock. Everything about this movie is fucking perfect. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's better than the first one. It just takes everything that's good and improves upon it. It's just half a story. So that's why it's number five. Yeah. I had an honorable mention, but now that, now that I'm seeing where you're starting, I'm pretty sure it's going to show up on your list. So I'm just going to wait a second. I'm just going to wait a second. <laughs> 
Uh, my number five is Asteroid City. Uh-huh. Uh, because it's it's definitely, like, I think a lot of the other Wes Anderson stuff is just, like, cutesy and, like, fun. It, they're, they're very much a romp. Almost, right. almost to a movie. Right. But I would say this one is his most, like, almost... Like a regular story, right. just like shot in and, and still dialogued in the most Wes Anderson way. Right. And I didn't, know, I still don't know how to feel about it. But again, we've talked about this before. But he's the only one that does the things that he does, and nobody even imitates it close. You know, right? Uh, so it's always fun to see one of his movies. I like that he's got really offended by TikTok just doing Wes Anderson. <laughs> That's what I enjoyed most about Wes Anderson. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, obviously he's not a guy who has a lot of sense of humor yeah. about himself because he is like he does have a very distinct voice, which he should be proud of the fact that there are things that he's so recognizable for that can be made fun of. I don't think he likes being easily imitatable. I right. think that's probably the problem. Probably. Uh, my number five, which I know is probably going to be higher on some other fellows' lists, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm, it actually didn't put on my list. Oh, oh shit! That, that was my honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going. I had a. I can't believe I put. I scored this higher than you too. Yeah, I thought this was a super fun movie, and I hope we get more. Yeah, I would put it like six or seven. It's close, but I, I, I had five movies I preferred watching. But it's a fucking excellent movie. Right. We, we, we talked about it when we, when we saw the movie, but I really do think like take away the D&D it's just it's just like a fun fantasy movie mm-hmm. that they just they do not make anymore and they haven't right. made for a very long time yeah. right it's the closest thing to like those 1980s fantasies. yes absolutely <laughs> labyrinth and all that shit we don't get anymore so that leaves me with number four yep another shocker uh the only real drama on my list nah that's not true but air <laughs> there's no way I fucking there's no way this you, movie is you, better than fucking Spider-Verse did you watch it? no did you watch it? I didn't but I just said it's, I didn't watch any of the products. it's fucking excellent uh, <laughs> it's really it's really good they're all really good in it uh, it's it might be partial because I'm normally not a Jason Bateman guy, but I thought Jason Bateman's the best part of this movie. All right. And it's really stuck out with me. I fucking watched it in April, and uh, I still think about it on like a weekly basis. Uh, I think the movie takes a lot of risks for making a Michael Jordan movie and not having Michael <laughs> Jordan in it. Um, yeah, it's fucking good. It's worth your time. It's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Fair yeah. enough. Wasn't, I, it, wasn't this the movie that, like, I don't know, like Apple gave them like $85 million to make, and they spent like half that yeah. and just said okay yeah. I love that yeah. I think that's good uh, I, I also enjoy that this is like a, I guess after Goodwill Hunting both Matt Damon and Ben Affleck had been like kind of pushing to not be tied to one another because right. they're like we don't want to like we don't want to be a unit necessarily uh, and then they did that for a long time and then like hey you know what we actually like hanging out with each other right. maybe we should just like start making movies together right. uh, and I think that's fun too yeah it's just no matter how popular you are, you can still just. Well, I mean, it's why the fuck we still do this podcast. Like, we yeah. just like to hang out with each other. Right? They just do it on a hundred million dollars. Yeah, scale. Just, yeah. Just way better <laughs> compensated than us. <laughs> it's definitely true. Uh, I also, I, we, we kind of touched on it, but you know, it, it, I don't think it's a big year. No, not that it's ever a big year for like the the prestige dramas, but I know none of us saw them, and we're definitely like in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, demographic. Mm-hmm. I also, in my heart, in like just kind of the vibe of how people are spending their money, it feels a lot like you know, kind of uh, the dying gasp of like the superhero boom and the high franchise boom. Right. And I'm going to say that to say 
all four of the ones above this are big franchise yeah. and largely superhero ones. So I don't know if that's actually true. Uh, so number four is Guardians 3. That's excellent. Yeah. It's very good. It It is... Uh, yeah, I mean, besides just being like a fun action movie, it, the music is great all the way through, as it always is. Uh, but it, it, despite being potentially a little overly emotionally manipulative, it hits the emotional beats way harder than I think should be possible for this kind of movie. Uh, and it's, it's just, yeah, it's very good. I think it's the best part three ever. Yeah, it might be. I'm someone who you guys know is a mark for Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I will take no smack talk of Return of the Jedi, but I think this is the best part three ever. Look, I like Last Crusade, but... Uh, yeah. Is a- <laughs> I think we had this debate when we talked about this episode, and the only one we could even, in the conversation, is Last Crusade. Yeah. Uh, it's the best one of the three, and yeah. how often does that happen? Mm-hmm. I also think it's a great end for the uh, yeah. for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you just want to... Sure. Uh, number four is Barbie. Sure. I don't know if Barbie would make my list just based on its own merits, but I think a blockbuster event movie isn't just the two hours you're in the movie. It's the build-up and it's the conversations after. And this was one of the most fun movies for that whole thing this year. I, I loved the build-up for it, and I loved talking about it after. My number three is Barbie. All right. So very appropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything you said is true. It's also, I think better the more you've watched it i said i watched it back in november i watched it one more time after it hit max and it, i mean the jokes hit it stays funny it stays relevant um and it's really kind of remarkable that it works so well and uh you know the more we learn about it and the conversation behind it i think even makes it better like we were texting about you know the travel bits being inspired by old spice commercials mm-hmm. and, right. and margot robbie just wanting to be a producer and they keep going through actresses 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 and finally greta gerwig's like no you have to be the one to do it like it's hard to imagine anybody else in that role like, total it's just it's just it stayed relevant and it stayed in the conversation and it's still fun to talk about it's a great movie also one of our best episodes for being like the whitest white guy podcast <laughs> possible. <laughs> the whitest guyest white guy podcast imaginable. Uh, my number three is uh, The Boy and the Hair, which is right. very, very recent, last couple of, uh, uh, days of, of the year. But, uh, I, I mean, I think, I suspect if this was my first Miyazaki movie, it would have ranked even higher, having right. seen literally all of them. Right. It's, it's definitely like, it, it's somewhere in the middle for me. It, it hits a lot of the same things that he expanded on in other movies, uh, but it's, it is. It's always such a fun ride to get like just back into those worlds. This one was very close to being in my top five, but I was like, Joseph has this. You, you're so right. <laughs> oh my turn again. Uh, we are we are talking about this uh, across the Spider Verse. Like it's just a, a great movie, and again, the same problem you have. It's only half a movie. Yeah, my number two. I believe that's what we're on. Uh, Mutant Mayhem, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. All right. <laughs> this movie is fucking excellent, um, and it is really weird when a property has been around for thirty-five years or however long, probably longer than that. Team and T's been around, but and and so many versions exist that, and you would think it would happen more often where something would finally get perfected over time. But a lot of times, the initial thing is the right thing. This is the best version of the Ninja Turtles. Um, it, it's it's just it's fucking perfect. It's exactly what those characters should be. The movie's a ton of fun. All the jokes are great. Uh, my kids love it. I've watched it probably fucking fifteen. Uh, it's excellent. Yeah, I, it's also on my number two on my oh, list wow. because yeah, it's it's 
Besides, just I mean, it is just a good movie, but it's just so much better than it had any right yeah. to be. There's no reason a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie should be like half as good as this movie is. Everything about it is fun. It's a visual delight. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you're making a mistake. You're fucking up. Dude, the animation is fucking yeah. awesome. My number two, because I do still continue to be a white guy, and as we discussed last week, uh, I have entered into thinking of trying out Yellowstone Age. <laughs> no way I wasn't going to love this. Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, if you're just going to go outside of franchises and shit, it's probably the best movie this year, but for me, it lands at number two. Yeah, it's my number one. I, I figured it yeah. was. I fucking loved Oppenheimer. Yeah. I know you didn't like Did, it. Didn't even make my honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, but I think this movie is damn near perfect. Uh, I'm not, not a big Christopher Nolan guy, and it still it hits hard for me. Yeah. So fucking, it's the best movie of the year. I also like that it's, it's sort of sparking a mini... Uh, renaissance in physical media, which you guys know is something I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a proponent of, so... Getting harder and harder in these days. Yes. Uh, my number one, this isn't going to be a surprise, since it hasn't shown up anywhere else, across the fucking Spider-Verse. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter that it's half a movie, because that half a movie is still better than any other movie this year. Uh, it, it is funny you say you think it's better than the first one, because, like, after I... Uh, this, this movie, I realized I went back and watched, did my watch history for the year. Mm-hmm. I saw this three times in theaters. Wow. Um, but... I went back because I was excited. I went back and watched the first one, and it is crazy. Just like every level of sophistication is drastically improved. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like the animation is tighter, the character writing and plots tighter, the jokes are tighter. Like everything about it is is an improvement on the first one. It's a great movie. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's still half a movie, but it's twice as good as anything else. The only note I probably would have where I think the first one is better than the second one is. Those side characters in the first one, Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Pig, mm. yeah. are really, like, they're well-written, the jokes hit. And, and by the way, that's why you're so excited to see them come back in yeah. the yeah. second one. But that's the only, like, thing where I think the supporting cast might be a little bit better in that one. Well, in much the same spiel you just said, uh, since it hasn't shown up anywhere else on my list, you guys can probably guess that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is my number one. No movie made me feel more this year. It's <laughs> like, fair. You know, like, it's, you know, this is, like, both my example of this is why superhero genre stuff can be great, and also an indictment of if you're not trying this hard, why are, why are you even fucking doing it? Mm. it? It was just so good. I've watched it many times since. It holds up. I bought the soundtrack. I've listened to it over and over. It was just the best overall experience I had in a movie theater this year. Also, it single-handedly, I think, turned us back around on Chris Pratt. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he was my least favorite Chris, and now he's back on yeah. top. Not just us. As, as a society, I yeah. think. <laughs> I mean, his Mario's not bad. Yeah, his Mario's pretty good, yeah. too. Yeah. I still haven't watched Mario. That's another it, one it I is watched. a movie. <laughs> Joseph, I think you watched it on a plane. I did. As soon as we got he's like... It's fine. Yeah. Like, people have really strong opinions about it. It's not worth it. It is not. <laughs> what, you know, uh, you guys um, were talking about how awful 2023 is. I actually think that's the right movie for this year because I would label 2023 as a year. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as the two or three years before it, but it wasn't great. I have a letterbox, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think logically you're like, your average score on any kind of rating platform is going to be like right around the middle because that's, you know, the middle. Mm -hmm. But most of the time I try not to watch bad movies. (laughs) And so like it, you know, most of the time it skews 
towards the better side of the scale. Uh, but I realized this year I saw a lot of movies that were less than halfway uh, for me, which included uh, uh, Ant-Man Into the Quantumverse, right. uh, uh, The Covenant, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. I didn't watch Fucking that. terrible. Yeah. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, atrocious. <laughs> uh, one that's, that's a fucking like, uh, critical darling right now uh, that I, I probably should have put in my what I've been watching, and maybe I will, but uh, Godzilla Minus One's trash. There, there are people who absolutely love I'll talk thing. about it in more detail later, then, okay. but it's, it's not good. Uh, and then uh, to, to uh, Christian has fully won me over to his side. I've been uh, a defender of Elizabeth Banks on this podcast from... Christian's vitriol, but Cocaine Bear is so fucking bad. <laughs> that, 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 everything she's, she's on my shit list too now. As I've said about her before, I think she just must be a delight to <laughs> She yeah. must be. Because there's no other excuse. Yeah. Yeah, 2023, I'm not going to miss it. Yeah. Mm. So we want to do 2024? Uh, you know, I do. I, all, I, I know I just did my own separate segment just then, but I'm going to do my own separate segment again. All right. Because, right. because I can't spend half of my life watching nearly as much anime as I do without oh saying something <laughs> about it. <laughs> uh, I, told, I told you guys that if we were feeling creative, we could do some superlatives for things, but uh, that's a lot of work. But I did decide to do it for some of my anime. So just briefly, just these are the ones that I either haven't talked about enough or didn't talk about for long enough. Uh, the warmest hug of a show, Skip and Loafer. It's just a slice of life, and it's just really fucking relaxing and delightful. Mm. Highly recommend. What the kids would call wholesome. It is so the wholesome. Kids love they wholesome love a wholesome days. shit. I don't understand it. Uh, the most animators worked to, to death. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, it rips ass. Every single episode is a fucking fight in this season. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, if they put like three of the animators. From that show onto Invincible, it would have been done yes. like a year earlier and yeah. better. Like Jujutsu Kaisen is so fucking pretty to look at. It's, yeah, it's so good. Uh, the anime most made in the lab for Christian Jones, Freerin, that he's still not watching because yeah, he's watch fucking it. up. Yeah, lost with even more sci-fi bullshit uh, is, is a show called Heavenly Delusions. I talked about for a while back. I still don't know if it's going to become anything, but it's just interesting enough that you keep watching. Right on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fumbled the bag the hardest. Mobile Suit Gundam, a Witch from Mercury. Uh, uh, a show that I thought was going to get me on board with Gundams but made me hate it even more than I already <laughs> did. Uh, and then uh, uh, finally, Most Farming, which was Vinland Saga. <laughs> Dude, I've been so close to starting season two, but I just, you, you talked about the farming so much. That I haven't been able to make myself. It's still good shit, but it does have a lot of farming in it. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Anime interlude over. That's fun. Um, So I have five movies I'm excited for in 2024. Okay. Uh, Number five, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. I'm always going to show up for a Ghostbusters movie. I didn't love Afterlife. I think we were the most negative people on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, the trailer for this is the most 1980s trailer we've gotten right. since the 1980s. And that gets me excited. This feels like the movie that we wish the last one would have been. I hope so. Yeah. It's got a terrible name, but I'm excited I, for it. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm like a battered wife with this. I'll always show that. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh we're, we're doing a top five list. Well, that's not really how mine is working here, but I'll try and pick one. Just pick something you're excited for. I don't think you guys are going to do. Uh, I don't know if I'm excited for it, but a movie that I'm going to watch is uh, Alex Garland's Civil War. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't look good. No. It looks like pure trash. It looks like absolute trash. But, tra- <laughs> but 
we like so much of his other things. Yeah. Surely it's not as bad as the trailer looks, right? And man, right? I think it is. <laughs> also, why Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons? What is it that they have to be in, in the a movie? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they just really like buying around each other. It's like, if you hire one of us, the other one is coming. Yeah. It's been there, like their last four things. Yeah, I know they yeah, I only know. do shit together now. Uh, I, I mean, definitely, I wasn't sold on it. I'm still not sold on it, but the part that made me have to see it was Jesse Plymouth. Yeah. He's so that guy. <laughs> just one fucking scene. It's yeah. the best part of the train. Yeah, yeah it totally sure. is. Yeah. You get like a surge from it. You're like, Oh uh, yeah, it's also only ninety minutes, so it's a ninety-minute movie directed by Alex Garland. Like that, one of those things. I'm typically on board. Yeah, like, yeah. A combo. I'm fucking there. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, you guys remember the Chappelle show uh, bit where uh, he did the parody of P Diddy's "Making the Band"? Mm. I do too. So I'm going to do my whole list at once. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I like it. Dude's number one for me, so I'll yeah. be it's it's going to be the best fucking movie of the year. I'm I, not waiting for it. I don't even know how anyone could not be excited for it. The first one was so fucking good. I've probably watched it about three hundred times since then. You know, uh, one of the main obstacles to me consuming other media was them putting this on streaming because <laughs> I just I. I, I'm always like, well, I could watch something else, or I could just watch Dune, which I know I will like. Uh, and the second one looks like it's going to be even better. And I'm really on board that somebody remembered that, oh shit, Christopher Walken is actually an actor. Yeah. He's not just a bit. He can actually do things in a movie. Can't wait for this shit. Yeah, like you, I've watched Dune many times. I've also read Dune twice. Right. In the last year, uh, I, I just finished it again. And I actually, I wanted to talk about it when I've been watching, but I was like, oh, fuck it, I can't talk about doing that much. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about it right now. <laughs> um, one of the things that I think the first one does so fucking well, and this is going to sound like a complaint and a compliment at the same time, but I mean it. There's a lot of shit narratively in the first half of Dune that you don't experience in the movie that like you're supposed to know. You're supposed to know the Emperor's in on it. You're supposed to know that... Dr. Yui is fucking in on it. Mm. And there are clues of that in the movie, but it's not, like, told to you that. Right, right. You get, like, inner monologue, like, Dr. Yui will be talking to the Duke and thinking the whole time, I'm going to fucking kill you. Right, yeah, right. Um, But the reason why you get those things in the book is just to show that Paul is so special. Because when they find out there's a spy, the first person Paul says is Dr. Yui. And his mom's like, surely not. He hates the Harkonnens, blah, 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 blah. The movie doesn't do any of that and still finds a way to make Paul very, very special. Right. And I think that's like really speaks to it as an adaptation that it's not direct. It does it in its own way but still accomplishes the goal. It's fucking perfect. And part two, to your point, looks even better. Yeah. That's it. I like it. One of the ones I threw on here that I don't remember the actual plot for, despite seeing the trailer, is Fall Guy with Ryan Gosling. Yes, and yeah. Emily Blunt. It's and Emily Blunt. I don't remember the specifics of it. It's something about like a stuntman gets framed for something and goes on an action adventure thing to do something. But it looks fun. I like. I, 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 dumb as shit. I like the casting. I think it's. Just, I mean, it just looks like a dumb movie. <laughs> so. A, a little fun fact about that show, if you guys never watched it, the show that's based on the Fall Guy. Uh, it had a theme song that the star, Lee Major, sung. And if Ryan Gosling doesn't sing that song in this movie, I'm going to fucking riot. 
That does seem like a thing that Ryan Gosling would do. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, especially after the hit of the Kinsley. Right. right. Let's let's get Ryan Gosling a, a best original song Oscar. <laughs> do you have any more? No, I'm not oh, really. That's again. my vibe. Doing again. I'm gonna pick a kind of oddball one. A Quiet Place Day One. Uh, I like the cast of this. Uh, it'll be interesting to see someone other than John Krasinski directing. Uh, but I just fucking love those first two movies so much, and I want to see more of that world. And that first ten minutes of part two, when it is the first day, is so fucking exciting. Right. Um, I'm excited to see more. Uh, and, you know, anything with uh, those people, uh, Joseph Quinn, Lupita Nyong'o, I'm probably going to show up for. So, fuck it. That movie's on there. I'll say I'm highly skeptical of it, but I was also highly skeptical of the first sequel because I liked the, the original one so much, and then the sequel was pretty fucking good. Yeah. So, look, I can make some shit up, but there's pretty much only one other one in here that I'm actually excited for, uh, which is, uh, uh, oh no, what is the director's name? Maybe so- you say the movie. Something yeah. Miller. I don't know, Furiosa. Frank oh, Miller? Yeah. George Miller. George Miller. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I should have only had four dudes on there and had this. And one end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the uh, prequel movie to Mad Max Fury Road with yeah. Fury Ro- yeah. Furiosa, what's her fucking face, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. That was one of the last times I can remember being like really fucking surprised in a movie. Because right. I knew nothing. I didn't really have any expectations going into Fury Road and it like fucking blew my mind. Right. Which I realize is setting me up for failure on this one because I now do have expectations. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, it still looks pretty fun. I'm pretty excited about it. The thing is, there's not been a bad Mad Max movie. Even the first one, which is barely a movie, is still an entertaining watch. So I think this will be good. I hope that after this, George Miller goes and makes Happy Feet 3. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Uh, I'll just go my last two, uh, since we're kind of just fucking winding stuff. These are mostly just for me. Right. Which is Twisters. Okay. <laughs> the legacy sequel to Twister, because that's like my favorite movie. Is, is anybody coming back? No, nope, nope. It's <laughs> entirely just a new story. Right. I don't even know if it takes place in the same quote unquote universe. Uh, it's got Glenn Powell in it, and that dude, I'm all about that guy right now. So fuck it. I'm very excited for Twisters. And then number two, which how could this not be on my list? An anime Lord of the Rings movie, fucking War of the Rohirrim. Uh, comes out Christmas Day this year. And uh, one, Rohan, better than Gondor. Don't listen to people. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your Donald Trump impression? <laughs> listen here. Like, yeah. Gondor calls for aid. And uh, they have a wall. Yep. So you can't fucking argue it. Yep. Um, yeah, it's like the first battle of Helm's Deep. I don't fucking know what it's about. I'm excited, though. It's an anime Lord of the Rings movie. I'm there. I mean, yeah, that also sounds good. I'm just finding out it exists. Yeah. That sounds good. I will, I will also enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, not because I, I want to watch them, but also this year has uh, both of the Sony spinoff movies, Spider-Man spinoff movies, oh. coming out this year, which I will watch both of because how could either of those be movies? They were supposed to be three. To El Muerto was supposed to come out yeah. the other day. This is a silly fucking world I mean, we live in. Definitely, I've got to watch Madam Web just to figure out what's going on. Yeah, because it appears as if it might be a prequel to Spider Man. I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, dude. how can you tell? You yeah, know? Uh, and then Venom Three. Yeah, you know what you're getting. Yeah, you know it, it's interesting that no superhero movies made any of our. So I'm telling you. I don't even know what superhero movies are coming out next year. Is there a Marvel movie this year? 
I mean, I know everything's gotten pushed back because of Jonathan Major. I, I, I didn't. I didn't say Deadpool three, but Deadpool three. Oh yeah, Deadpool three. I'm excited for Dylan. Yeah. I think I do think the strike really fucked up the release schedule. Yes. Right. So like big superhero movies that have a lot of effects and things like that. There's probably not going to be many. Anymore. Right. But Deadpool three would be the one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 2023 and 2023. 2023, uh, best 2023, 23, most anticipated 2024. Uh, if we missed anything you're excited about, you know, reach the real phone We haven't done a news episode in forever, but if we did, 2025 now looks fucking low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it for, for that. What have we been watching the last week, guys? I'm going to briefly talk about some anime, uh, which is that I rewatched Neon Genesis. <laughs> um, Nobody made you. <laughs> put a note in that. Okay. I'm back here and say, I just need to talk about how this show affects me. Right. Um, so Christian Jones uh, has clinical depression and, and has, you know, seen, been in therapy on and off for 15 years now. And um, this show makes me highly depressed. <laughs> so why would I watch it? Right. right? Like, it asks a lot of questions about like humanity and um, who we will kill for the sake of peace. And according to that world, we will kill everybody for the sake of peace. <laughs> and not, not entirely dissimilar from the real world. And um, if you know what I did in the military, then it's a very applicable question to ask me. And uh, so why, what would I do to make myself endure watching this show for probably the third time. I was in a pretty good mood. Why would I send myself on this death spiral? And that's because I tried to watch Rebel Moon. Mm. It's Zack Snyder's fault. He made me do it. (laughs) Uh, So I got about 38 minutes into Rebel Moon and realized that he took... There's not. We talk about not having an original idea Mm. of the killer. He literally took the script of Man of Steel and he gave it a... Uh, he gave it lightsabers and put stormtroopers in it and made it Star Warsy, and gave it the political structure of Doom. I mean, like, the first line of dialogue was, the Galactic Emperor. Uh, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa fucking, <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> and um, there's folding and all sorts of shit. And again, as a person who's kind of become a little bit of a Doom addict in the last three years, uh, I didn't like that he stole it. And as a person who has fucking Star Wars tattoos... I don't give a shit about Zack Snyder's version of a lightsaber or anything like that. And the main character of this movie is fucking Superman. I, it is, it, it, uh, you'd say, well, Christian, it's a girl, so it's Supergirl. No, it's, it's fucking Superman. Mm-hmm. She lands on a planet in a pod. She's raised by a farmer. Her secret to her heritage is in there. Her fucking father shows up in a, like a fucking hologram in front of her. It's goddamn Superman. And the fact that there's no original moment at all in this movie I said you know what I'd rather do I hit the back button on the <laughs> and it, Netflix said you want to watch Evangelion again I said fuck yeah I do I'd rather watch this that makes me have suicidal thoughts than give another fucking minute to Rebel Moon that's how I felt fair enough uh, so are there people with lightsabers that fight each other in this movie? yes there are there is what percent chance, if it hasn't happened in this movie, which you didn't see all the way, so you don't know. I don't know. Uh, what percentage chance do you think that somebody in one of those fights turns off their lightsaber and turns it back on to win a fight? Oh, 100%. I think, like, high 80s, high 90%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Star Wars already did it. Like, that's did how, they? Yeah, that's how Rey kills Kylo, I think, on the Rangers of the Death Star. She, but like, that's... drops it, she turns it off, drops it, and turns it back on. It gives it really good. 
That's also the shittiest. (laughs) That is the shittiest one. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I mean, it's the one I have the least memories of. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you know, when you explain that to me, it sounds like some low-budget, like, 80s canon film or something, except it has, like, a huge budget. Yeah. It looks shiny as hell. Can I say, also, Evangelion is one of those things that, like... I still don't know if I like it. I have no I, idea. I, I, I didn't enjoy watching it. But you can't stop. But I, I, I fucking, I want everyone I've ever met to watch it so I can talk to them yes, about it. 100%. <laughs> all the time. I can only talk about Evangelion. I probably yeah. It affects all of my thoughts. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the killer again, having no original ideas. That sits me up for this. That uh, Ed from More Than Meets These Guys, after listening to the episode, pointed out to me that there was one glaring unoriginal thing about it that we didn't mention. And that's that it's not even the first movie called The Killer. The John Woo classic, <laughs> The Killer, that's is that's called correct. The Killer. Yeah. Like, arguably the best movie John Woo ever made. Right. Yeah. Hey, did you guys see that uh, in Scandia County on went national today? Because of the dictionary? Because of the dictionary. We were the first bit on the Kimmel uh, All right. On the Kimmel monologue. That's crazy. What a thing to be proud of. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. No, I'm not proud of it at all. <laughs> so, uh, the most entertaining thing that happened this week was not in a movie theater. It was not on a TV show. It was. It did occur on a podcast, but it wasn't really a podcast. It felt more like a reckoning. And that was... Uh, <laughs> Cat Williams' appearance. Oh, on I forgot you were going to talk about this. Uh, man, here's my thing with Cat Williams. Cat Williams is the funny guy. I I listen to Cat Williams and I laugh, but I have a hard time listening to him for a long time. Mm-hmm. For the same reason, I have a lot of hard time listening to the Foo Fighters for a long time. Which I, I just get to a point where I'm like, dude, stop hollering at me. You know, I like loud shit, but there's something about those two guys that make me feel like, uh, you know, I forgot to take out the trash and I'm getting my ass shoot. I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about his, like, actual stand-up, you think he's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if this is what you're ramping up to, but I, I think Cat Williams is way more unintentionally funny than he is funny on stage. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Well, definitely this is that. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I've talked about this many times on the podcast before that... Uh, I, I don't like using wrestling insider terms for wrestling, but I love to use it for other things. So there's a concept in wrestling called the shoot. And the shoot in a match is when you're having a regular match and then something goes wrong and then the two guys really start fighting. And then there's also the shoot promo, which is when somebody comes out and just starts telling, telling tales out of school saying, fuck this guy, fuck that guy in real life. This was a shoot this guy just went goes out there, and I don't know how much of it I believe, but he just goes out there and eviscerates every comic he doesn't like. And, uh, you know, God, I want to believe it for a few of them, because I just, I hate Steve Hardy, and I hate Cedric A. Entertainer, and I've never thought Kevin Hart was funny for a second. Mm-hmm. So I want to believe every bit of it, but a lot of it does seem very tinfoil hat. Oh, yeah. Like, he has a belief that... Uh, that uh, Kevin Hart is a plant. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Who planted him? For what? Right. For, like, for what purpose? Exactly. Uh, he goes off on on the Rogan crew, and God knows that's catnip for me, saying that none of Rogan's buddies that Rogan has popped up propped up as funny, which is absolutely correct. One hundred percent correct. Some of them are weird. I don't even know if this one was. He was 
going at the person or just trying to make excuses for him. But he said the earthquake doesn't have any movie or TV shows because he can't read. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And that's just like the tip of the iceberg, too. Uh, there's two and a half hours of this, and he's so emotional in it. Like, he... And, uh, I don't know, it's just weird how every time the dude... I don't even know the dude who's interviewing because I've never heard of Squawk Okay. Yeah. Uh, He's an NFL Hall of Fame player. Anytime that guy asks him a question, like Cat Williams gets like this moment where he's just like letting the Lord into his heart mm-hmm. or something and has to look up and center himself and gets like all wet looking and stuff. It's just amazingly entertaining. <laughs> and because of that, I fell into the rabbit hole of watching everybody's reactions to it and everybody's like, hit videos where they show the proof of where he's right about this bit being stolen from that and stuff. And it's, it was just a delight. It took up like two, three whole days of my life. And also because of this, because I've watched so much of this, my algorithm has now got me it's on... Fucked, I'm sure. Oh, boy. It, it's got me on black YouTube, and it's so much more fun than mine. <laughs> it's so... Because before this, me and, uh, me and Sarah have been watching a lot of Trixie and Kaki. So I'm also on Drag Queen YouTube. Mm. And that shit's bitchy. That's a lot of people tearing each other down. But it's nothing like black comic YouTube. Those guys just go at each other all the time, nonstop. It's fucking great. It's my new obsession. Uh, I've watched a good bit of it. It's a little too tinfoil hatty for yeah. me. But um, number one, my well, a dear friend of mine, his name's Ricky. Ricky fucking obsessive over it. Right. He thinks it's all true. Right. He's spewing it out. And Ricky's a good reminder for me. I'm glad I I'm glad he's a Facebook friend because he posts shit on Facebook all the time. He stays on the top of my feed anytime I open it up of his crazy conspiracy theory, which is I see a lot of white conspiracy theories. It's good to remind that black people are <laughs> they're different, but they're, they're different. They're there though. Ricky loves a good old black conspiracy. Sure. Um, and then number two is the responses. My top three in order. Um, Mike Epps being like, "Listen, dude, you could have said some crazy shit about me and my bank account looking rough. I would have liked to, you know, there's <laughs> some new furniture in the house that you brought me up. That's funny." Yeah. Uh, number two. Ludicrous rapping a response odd fucking <laughs> odd choice um, and Lud is my boy a town legend but it made you seem real guilty it made it seem like everything was saying is true three Ice Cube just being in his living room being like it's fucking all true everything he said is true <laughs> I was like oh shit Ice is getting involved like this is real. Um, yeah. Well, Ice Cube loves a hater. He loves it. Yeah. He loves being one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, God, it's it was it's been a real entertaining to Yeah. That's see. Here's the thing. I know my brain good enough to know that it's not good enough to think this shit is just funny. Like in in two years, three years, when I forget that this video exists, and somebody says Jonathan Majors to me, is like, oh yeah, I think Marvel set them up. You know, <laughs> Jonathan Majors is hysterical. He's like, two years ago, ain't nobody find that man's sex. <laughs> that shit is funny. Oh boy. It's uh, it's not good for your brain. I'm not commenting on it's true or not. I'm just saying it was funny. You're right. Oh, God. I mean, that's what a lot of it was, because there was a whole lot of shit that was like, I don't know if I want to get on board with that. There were a lot of things that were borderline homophobic, you yeah. know. But, oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. But, um, but 
Man, yeah, it was an entertaining. Yeah, the, better than Transformers. I, when I talk about like he's more unintentionally funny. When when Cat Williams is on stage doing his stand-up, every other word that he says is fucking or motherfucking. Right. Uh, as as just like a bridge in, uh, for for every type of speech that you can have. Uh, but when he's doing this sort of thing, suddenly he's a fucking thesaurus. Right. You know, like, like he's he's sitting there and and picking out like the biggest syllable words he can possibly muster, and like the like how serious he tries to pass himself off as right. when he's doing this shit just fucking kills me. Right. I love it. When he says my short game is impeccable, <laughs> I lost it. He's like, I'm on I'm on each two hundred off the tee, but mm. my short game is impeccable. Can't <laughs> believe no one ever seen you gone golf in a day in your life, dude. I think the thing that cracked me up the most was when he was talking about going off on the Atlanta DJ, and the guy was like, "Well, you didn't have to." go that hard on or you could have just said hey I didn't come here to talk about that and I'm mm-hmm. not going to and he says oh I don't think you understand my job <laughs> <laughs> my job is to be funny and that killed me yeah oh boy uh, well, let's see what I want to watch I finished uh, it's, it's I mean it is the anime it's a OVA it's not a show uh, called Pluto uh, which is the Astro Boy spinoff thing on... on uh, I watched the first episode. It's just so damn long. It's long. It's eight episodes. They're all like 50-something minutes yeah. or so. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's fine. It's good. It's better than Transformers. Um, it looks pretty. It looks very pretty. I, you know, I know they're based on Astro Boy things, so maybe the character designs were, were good before. Uh, but, you know, like, yeah, it, it's, it's a good-looking show. It, it drives me crazy how many, and I, this may just be an anime thing, but how many stories we make about, like, when AI kind of borders on the level of, like, sentience and when they start, like, we should start considering, like, what the philosophical implications of that right. are. Uh, I think there is something interesting there. Mm-hmm. I think there are good stories about that. But instead, all the stories we tell are just we make the AI's human, and then we tell them they're not human, and like we spend the whole time doing like a civil rights thing, where they're very obviously have every qualification to be a person, right. to, to qualify as, as human or sentient or whatever, but we're just racist assholes to them. Right. Uh, and I don't know why that's such a common trope. I think it may be fun once, but it's a... I think it's pretty much true for humanity and, and any... Like, yeah, I just, I think there's... We just keep doing it. I just think there's a more interesting story to tell there somewhere. I don't think, I don't think being racist to robots is the interesting part of that conversation. That could be. Uh, anyway, it's fine. It does weird me out. It's based on a, a manga, and then, like, the uh, artist for that draws everybody with, like, a huge fucking nose, mm. uh, which is really... Not helpful to me because in my brain, I, if I watched another show and I saw a guy with a big nose, like, okay, I'll remember that guy. Right. But now I see everybody with a big nose, like, hang on, who was this guy again? I thought it was just the guy with the big nose, but everybody's been the guy with the big nose. Right. I don't know who anybody is anymore. Uh, anyway, it's better than Transformers. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what I was going to talk about? Fucking, well, I don't know. I, talk, I watched Willy Wonka again. And I, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because I refuse to watch Wonka, and you know obviously it's the Gene Wilder show. There's right. like there's, I don't feel like I need to say a whole lot about Gene Wilder in it, uh, but there is no need for the first thirty minutes of that movie. No, uh, I can start right at the Chocolate. It absolutely. The, mm-hmm. So like they spend a lot of time beforehand, like setting up each kid and like what their fucking vice is before they get in the Chocolate Factory. Right. But then once they get in the Chocolate Factory, they also make 
make all those vices very clear before they get murdered. Uh, they do it. They sing a song about yeah. it. Like you couldn't be more. Different. I just, I didn't, I like, you know, I, I, maybe the book starts there. I'm like, this, a lot of this movie just sucks. <laughs> let's just, let's just get to Gene Wilder. The only part I like in the beginning is that it's Grandpa Joe, Grandma Josephine, Grandpa George. Grandma Georgina. Yeah. I just think it's hysterical. All four grandparents are in the same bed and they said the same name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Mulaney has a, a stand-up bit specifically about the four grandparents and, and their the shared bed. Ever. Uh, and, and he, he has one that's, that's taped and on a special and he also references it in his newest show and I kind of hope this is just a recurring bit that he's... I like the idea that John Mulaney's always thinking about the grandparents are really long ago. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, yeah, I'll talk about fucking Godzilla minus one or whatever. I, I didn't know anything about this movie going into it besides that it was in Japanese. Right. Uh, but it's not a good movie, guys. First off, it's set in World War or two, which I didn't know. Right. Nothing looks good. I, I don't speak Japanese, but I'm pretty sure the acting's not very good. Uh, th- the only thing that could have saved this movie, there's a bit at the end where <laughs> Godzilla's like doing his Godzilla bullshit. Right. And all these 1940s, 50s motherfuckers are like, how are we going to stop him? What are we going to build? And I was like, man, if it's a giant fucking metal Godzilla, then I'm back in. Right, right. But instead, they just build a fucking hoop that sinks him into the bottom of the ocean. It's like, this isn't very fun. Right. So fuck this movie. Worse than Transformers. I can't believe how many people think this movie is a fucking good movie. Dude, I know so many people who are like, this is the best thing. It's trash. Anyway. I haven't seen it. I really want to. You're the only person I know who doesn't like it. I am right. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care what these motherfuckers (laughs) think. It makes me more curious how much you hate it and how much everybody else loves it. Yeah, anyway. Worse than Transformers. Uh, what do we want? Maybe you just don't get it. Yeah, right. Uh, what do we want to do next week? I don't know, dude. I don't know what's going on in the world. I mean, I'm we sh- would just when I said this conversation, there's nothing to watch. Yeah, I mean, there's there's movies news. on. News. We could do news. There, you know, there's a fucking maestro for it. We all hate ourselves. Uh, we we can wa- watch. We can watch that that Saltburn movie and see. Uh, uh, I spoiled it for myself. I read the plot because I don't want to watch it, but I wanted to know what happened. I just know Barry Cogan's penis is in it. I think he, that is true. Yeah. Uh, so we can watch it for that if that's the thing we're interested in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, some, something for next time. If, if you have any suggestions, please let us know. Yeah. Surely we've missed something interesting. And how would they let us know, Joseph? Oh, that's a great question. First off, thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, but if you want to get in touch with us and tell us, uh, oh, you know, what you want us to do, what things we miss, things that are worth talking about, or uh, some of your favorite things for 2023 or 2024 you're excited about, you can reach out realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, real, phone, real phonies on Instagram, real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. Hey, we'll see you guys next week. Later.